0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic to cosplay... To Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So, put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to it's a fandom thing, and the final episode of my birth, birth, buh, of my whatever. What's this what? birthday? <laughs> Yes, birthday, birthday. <laughs> the final, I'm just going to go ahead and leave it that way Um, <laughs> to the final episode of my birthday month. And it's a first, not a first episode, but it's a first. First birthday. It's my first birthday. <laughs> this is the first time that I've done an episode with Meg where it's just Meg and I. She's gone three years before three years I know almost almost we almost made it to the three-year mark yeah yeah almost there yes yes so <laughs> normally it's she just-, just
0: cancels when it's just us no.
1: <laughs> I was gonna cancel but no 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 so this is actually pretty exciting I'm excited to do one just with Meg so it's just gonna be Meg and I talking about stuff I love and she can get in stuff she loves too so <laughs> this is basically going to be what we're into i was going to do this as a other things aaron loves episode but then i'm like how fun will that be for my panelists probably not very fun
0: there's going to be so much overlap too i can already tell like aaron and i like the exact same stuff
1: (laughs) we do it's amazing the the horror films i'm gonna be mentioning meg's gonna be like oh my gosh you're right that was amazing six
0: times each (laughs)
1: Terrifier 2 is her favorite movie of the year. Always
0: through the fingers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. We are going to have so much overlap here. It's going to be outstanding. But I'm just going to mention a bunch of things that I'm into, stuff like that. It'll be a very laid back episode. uh, And I think it'll be fun. So I'm excited to have Just Meg on. It's Just Meg. Just oh. Meg. <laughs> so, but first, since we are talking about what we're into, I'm not going to ask Meg what she's into as a starter. Instead, Meg from Bedwetter Behead. Hey, hey, I finally remembered to introduce <laughs> one of the hosts. Has a, I never do, and I think it's just because, the, and I do it with other podcast hosts, so I feel bad. But the reason I don't do it with Meg and Carla, I think, is because they've been on here before they started their podcast. So it's just kind of like, everybody knows who meg and carla are Jeez,
0: but meg
1: meg hosts and co-hosts an amazing podcast called Bedwetter behead so meg i'm so happy to have you here to celebrate my birthday month that's the most important part of why you're here is to celebrate me
0: <laughs> it's definitely the most important thing that goes on in november for me
1: it's true yes it doesn't matter other birthday she has going on in November does Those not don't matter. matter both
0: my children born in November <laughs> nothing
1: yeah doesn't doesn't compare doesn't compare to nothing compares to me <laughs> and it's so fancy I'm wearing my pajamas
0: recording with you right now
1: <laughs> yes yes her pajamas say let me sleep <laughs> My
0: kids got them for me, for your birthday. The whole house actually celebrates your birthday. It's wow! Like Christmas?
1: What? No, no. Aaron's birthday. You'd be Pretty horrified soon... if you saw the tree. <laughs> Pretty soon, the whole world is going to celebrate my birthday. <laughs> It'll be a national holiday, Aaron Marlowe's day. <laughs> But hey, I, everybody would get the day off, you know, we'd all just celebrate, we'd all get to relax. Mm-hmm. See, see, win, 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 win. <laughs> so Meg, other than me, what celebrity or character would you want to have dinner with? If you could have dinner with anyone?
0: Oh, I have a few answers.
1: That's uh, okay, you can give a few.
0: Oh my gosh, I got permission. Um, I, would <laughs> love, I would love to have dinner with River Song from Doctor Who the dr riversong i think she would have amazing stories and also I'd love to have dinner with the doctor for the same reasons except i would have to leave because especially if it's the 11th doctor the sexual tension would just be too much between the two of them and i wouldn't be i had i would have to leave um
1: <laughs> you feel too uncomfortable
0: <laughs> yeah i need to start with my rewatch of doctor who um and i'm approaching it with excitement and trepidation because i really was not a fan of the 12th doctor but i really really loved all the others so um and a celebrity i'm gonna be so lame i would love to have dinner with jensen ackles just because he's that pretty
1: that's not lame that's That's a good reason i mean you know no I, i
0: i i don't know and uh, Eckles isn't really the the best answer, but it's a fun answer. I think I would like to have dinner with a lot of celebrities. I love. I saw yeah. this TikTok when someone was like, "If you could have dinner with anyone alive or dead, who would it be?" And she just goes, "Alive." Or <laughs> That's
1: a great. <laughs> you know what? That's true. Alive. I would prefer alive. Alive. <laughs> yeah. Not a dead person. You don't want a dead body just there. <laughs> Not a
0: lot of conversation. <laughs>
1: Not and the lot. smell probably would yeah. be pretty bad. I would
0: also have dinner. I was joking with Aaron before that I would have dinner with Elon Musk, uh, just so I could pick his genius brain over his wonderful, um, I guess, fiscal and business decisions. I, I don't want to get too far into like how this mediocre white man is a billionaire, but here we are i've been reading so many of like his dude bros who are such big fans and like look at this he's able to run twitter with only four people in a ball of lynch and i'm like i can't see
1: tweets <laughs> and it, it's just yeah it's gonna be it's yeah yeah it's and fun. and we're yeah and that's that's a good segue to just announce that i'm not positive what will happen i know it was mentioned uh when tanya and i in our previous silver linings playbook episode um, you know, Tanya actually was the first one to mention that we should do something about or like an episode about Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I do think that's important, especially with what our podcast revolves around. So we will be in the next couple of weeks doing a special bonus episode for everyone. It's not going to be just Patreon. are like all
0: just bitching.
1: <laughs> yes. We're, <laughs> we're all going to bitch about it. No. um Yes. So Tanya and I were talking about that. And then I was talking about it with the sexy ladies, which is... Carla, Tiff and Meg. And so we all kind of decided we are going to do a bonus episode talking about Twitter and what's happening with Twitter and the ramifications of everything. And also just our, just our moments about it, especially, you know, with the sexy ladies, I wouldn't know any, none of us would know each other without Twitter. Mm -hmm. So even though there are issues with Twitter before Elon Musk, there were issues Still, it brought so many amazing people into my life, and it's been a literal lifeline for a lot of people. So, right. I do think it's important to talk about how really heartbreaking it is what's happening. So, we are going to talk about that at some point uh, in depth. Um, not positive on the date, but it will be before the new year. It'll be sometime in December. So, look for that special episode soon where we're going to die. And and I and I also want to put out there if anyone has any special memories of Twitter. Um, and I'll be putting this out on social media as well or anything like that that you want to share anonymously or not anonymously, feel free to let me know and we can make sure to include it in that episode or just share it on social media or something like that. So, yeah. Well, what who I would want to character wise, yes. I know this will shock no one, Dean Winchester. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we can all have dinner together. And yes. And have like the appetizers and like half and like the salad course be dean and the rest be jensen and i can ask both of them what was happening when cast that in your brain when cast says i love you that's yes that it.
1: that'll be meg's that'll that's be meg's all question. i want to know
0: is that one question <laughs> and then to jensen my question would be like can you show me the video footage you took on your personal phone that wasn't edited (laughs) i promise (laughs) i won't tell anyone
1: (laughs) Yeah, see i don't know what question i would ask dean i would just want to talk with dean i think dean and i I are are so similar it'd be just kind of like whatever get him into Uh, therapy (laughs) yes it would be like therapy yes it'd be therapy (laughs) just us
0: Dean winchester and a licensed therapist (laughs)
1: But Dean Winchester would be the character if I could choose mm-hmm. any one character. Celebrity wise, it actually would be Christian Effingbale. Bale. It'd be our unofficial mascot. But you which, to that, Christian
0: effing Bale all the time.
1: That's true, I do, but I never had dinner with Christian Effingbale. Bale.
0: True. <laughs> you just gotta make sure he's not going for a role where he has to be emaciated, because that would be a sad dinner. <laughs> And six grains of rice.
1: <laughs> yes, I'd have to make sure he's on, a, on the healthy side when he came. came, And that would be an interesting dinner to have Christian effing Bale and Dean Winchester at the same table. I, I think, I, oh, I know what would happen. Dean would be like so in awe that Batman was there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yes, it would be a lot of, he would just be gushing. over.
0: Do you think Christian Bale is Dean Winchester's Batman? Because I feel like it's much more like Michael Keaton. I think is much more of a dean just because of the time.
1: Yeah, I think probably first, but then I think eventually once it once it became Christian Bale, I think he would go with almost anyone who was playing Batman. I don't yeah. think he would have liked um, Ben Affleck's Batman.
0: Yeah, I think I think he would have appreciated. Uh, christian bale but i feel almost like the the nolan ones are too dark for dean like this is a this is he wears hot dog pants and He's
1: still dark though
0: but but you know what like when your whole life is dark yeah that's true like, yes. let me add some more like,
1: yeah that's like, true
0: <laughs> like i fight that's monsters true, but... all the time let's watch batman fight monsters when it's not even just the the mood is dark but like the picture is dark and you had to turn the brightness up because yeah. this is how i know i'm old is tv's <laughs> too dark
1: <laughs> but yeah i mean that's a good point but he might be in awe of christian bale for like equilibrium he probably liked that movie
0: i can see that i think oh. he liked them i just feel like that i think michael keaton is the you know he's a george clooney batman
1: mm-hmm. he's a george he likes those he's nipples. a pal gilmer batman. <laughs> likes the
0: nipples i think secretly he'll tell everyone that christian bale is his favorite but it's really going to be like val kilmer or something like that um because this is the man who secretly listens to taylor swift and there's nothing wrong that's with that, true but it's adorable like
1: yes that's 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 a good point yes yes he could like uh, 310 to Yuma, He prob- because he likes cowboys and oh, westerns, so he's think, probably a fan Oh, I think he would like that. that,
0: too. Like, welcome to It's a Phantom Thing, where we're just going to talk about the psyche <laughs> of Dean Winchester <laughs> in relation to books and movies and music that he likes. Performative and actual true beliefs. <laughs> we could spend a whole hour just
1: talking about it <laughs> We could. We, we should. Could, but, not today, but we should. But we're not going to do that today. <laughs> we'll do that at some point maybe as a Patreon special episode because I love Dean Winchester. So diving into Dean Winchester would be fun any day of the week, (laughs) including today. Uh, But we already did a little bit of that. And I don't think there'll be any of this with our first topic, which will be podcasts. So before I get into my podcasts that I love and adore and listen to regularly, my list of ones that I listen to regularly, Meg, what are some podcasts that you either listen to regularly other than mine? Of course.
0: I have to tell you, I saw that you invited this topic back for me and I'm like, "Mm, she forgot, um, Dungeons and Daddies. Back for you. No, I didn't. (laughs) You opened this door once again for me to talk about Dungeons and Daddies, (laughs) uh which I absolutely love. I think I've talked about it way too much which is not possible because it's perfection it's a wonderful serialized <sighs> real play D podcast but it's awesome i love it i will talk about it forever i'm super excited because bridgewater season two is coming out in january so i'm really pumped for that i have really been loving our friend jesse's um he and oh, let's say john i'm I'm terrible at names right now, I'm sorry, um, but they do Open Pike Night, which is about strange new worlds uh Star Trek, and they actually this is the first people ever who have gotten me actually watching anything Star Trek because they invited me to be on it, and I'm like, I should know stuff, even anything, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, that was I mean, and of course, like all of sort of brilliant my streaming bubble, it's a fan of thing we have fun. We have great podcasts that come on your show. I like say we as if
1: (laughs) if (laughs) if I'm a part of this.
0: All that work I do for this
1: one. Um, But I'm a big part of this one, though. I mean,
0: but um, I also I like my favorite murder. And that's why we drink wine and crime. I like wine and crime. their early stuff a bit more before they got really popular because I don't like commercials. And and generally too cheap to pay for patreon but yeah that's it I have a lot more, but I'm gonna shut up oh. <laughs> well i I don't want to take too much from the panel the other
1: panelists yeah from me <laughs> from, from the most important panelists the host. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And, and of course, Dungeon, Dungeons and Daddies what did lead to what was the number one Six Degrees of Finn Rock mm-hmm. until Susie took the title when she was able to connect Midsomar to Finn's very, very first stage performance. So yeah, that is now- I'm
0: going to still appeal. Mine was a podcast. <laughs> I connected to a podcast. Where The most famous person on the podcast is Freddie Wong, who literally was like a guitar hero YouTube star. And I managed to do that. (laughs) And the host of that that podcast is the brother to a very famous voice actress. (laughs) Uh, uh. I still say I win. Susie can pretend. Susie can pretend. She can pretend.
1: <laughs> well, you do have the second best, and it still will always, I know I've mentioned it several times, but it still cracks me up that when I put together the best of Six Degrees of Finn for the Finn Went rock trivia night, <laughs> that every single one except for one that was Aaron A's were all Meg's, and Meg was there. I'm going to
0: have to watch it. I keep meaning to, but I'm so big. It
1: was actually a ton of fun, even if you're not a. A Finn Wittrock fan. It was so much, it was, it was a lot of fun. (laughs) So that's why we're going to do it again. And we're going to do other, um, trivia events coming up. You'll hear more announcements soon. You'll hear some announcements on a change to the podcast. That's going to be good and all sorts of stuff coming soon. Um, but for me, I mean, I, I will start out before I do the shout outs to some of our frequent panelists on here and their amazing podcasts. Um, I will mention a podcast that I'm shouting this one out. Real spoilers. This was the very first podcast I was ever on before I even started this podcast. I have been a patron of their podcast for like five years, I think. Probably not that long, but it feels like that long. And they basically, they spoil movies. They do deep dive reviews into movies. And I was on there to talk about the movie Ready or Not. Um, but I just want to give a shout out to them because I've been listening to them forever and being on there and doing that episode was the last push to kind of solidify that I wanted to do this, even though I had already wanted to, but that helped a lot. So shout out to that podcast. Um, and then a shout out to my favorite horror podcast is Pod Mortem. They do deep dives into horror films and they're completely filled with spoilers but they are so much fun um the hosts are great and uh very entertaining and um even if you don't like horror movies honestly i think you could listen to it because they do do graphic stuff but it never feels like scary or anything like that so Mm. i just like that. It's um a brother and sister and then the sister's husband that all host it together. I say so it's, I like
0: that. a brother and sister I was like is it like a story cuz I like to listen to like spooky podcasts. No, it's not.
1: It's not. They do they review, they talk about horror movies in depth and stuff gotcha. like that. Yeah. No, it's not. And then shout out to some of my favorites from people that come on here. Of course, Bedwet or Behead. Uh-huh. Ah, we get number 1. <laughs> Because I'm here. here. That's the only reason. And and of course, to my podcast, Brain Twin Jen's, my streaming bubble. Of course, giving Jen a huge, huge shout out. She has become such a big part of this podcast too and is a great friend as well. And once again, this is someone that I also wouldn't have met without Twitter. You're welcome. And without (laughs) Meg. And without (laughs) Meg too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who you wouldn't have met
0: without Twitter. So it's all full circle.
1: Exactly, see, see, it's all Twitter in the end. <laughs> and then of course, shout out again to sort of brilliant when I was on there doing the American Horror Story one where we sorted three Finn Wittrock characters. That was so much fun. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite guest appearances, so go check that out if you haven't already. And then also to the amazing Eichel and Ken who host Liberty Diner Dish, the Queer's Folk podcast. And they are just incredible human beings. And shell has been on our podcast quite a few times, Ken once. We're hoping this next year that Ken will be on more. Um, but they're just two great people. And I've been, of course, on Liberty Diner Dish to take deep dives into Brian Kinney, Brian Sex on Lakes Kinney, and that <laughs> Magnus. Out
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can so, get that merch. So cash, so matter of fact. Just <laughs> you know brian sucks (laughs) i'm like diving into a lot of dudes this episode i know i'm
1: doing a lot of diving (laughs) just wait (laughs) uh but yes but they but they are just great wonderful and ishell was on for my very first episode kicking off my birthday month magnolia So go back and listen that. That was a first time watch for her. So that was very interesting getting her thoughts on that movie, especially the frog scene. So go go check that out and make sure to check out Liberty Diner Dish and all those amazing podcasts if you haven't already. Okay, so now we're going to turn our attention to the boob tube, <laughs> to television. <laughs> There's nothing to watch. There's nothing to
0: watch. So <laughs> what are you watching, Meg? The most depressing thing that sometimes that actually is the case where it's like you have so many apps yeah. and it's it's like it's you get overwhelmed. But so I recently watched The Empress which was really good. It's about Um, oh my gosh, I totally spaced. It's a period drama. It's very sexy. It is in German. So I, they have a dubbed version, but I really, really don't like dubbing. It distracts me way too much. I would rather just read uh, subtitles. So I watched the first couple episodes dubbed and switched it to German with subtitles. And it's really good. And it's sexy. And I like it. I'm really hoping for a season two. Let's see what else. Criminal Minds Evolution is coming out this week, and I can't wait. It's on Paramount Plus. So I can't say that I've been watching it, but I'm really excited because it's it's always funny to everybody that I'm such a weenie about horror, but I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> Give me real life murderers and monsters. I like true crime. I'm just a I, I don't know. I can't I can't watch scary stuff. But I'm trying to think of other stuff that I'm into. I haven't been watching as much TV lately because I have been preparing for 800 birthday parties and a big, huge family Thanksgiving. But those are ones that I have been watching and really enjoying. I had another one and I totally, I totally lost it. Give me a second and I'll figure it out. And I'll yell you Oh, aside from love is blind. That's just stupid. (laughs) That's the dumbest show ever. Carla started watching Married at First Sight and has been messaging me and it's giving me life. Um, The new season of (laughs) Big Mouth came out recently and that's really exciting. I haven't had a chance to watch that either because that's one of those shows that I cannot watch if my children are anywhere. Yeah. And I've been re-watching Battlestar Galactica because I love it and it makes me cry and I like to do that. It doesn't really make me cry. It's just a really good show.
1: (laughs) And someday we will cover Battlestar Galactica. This is the second year in a row I have postponed it. (laughs) I
0: know. Also, it's Manifest. Manifest is what I've been watching here and there and kind of picking at it. I'm like, at the end of season one, I started watching it when it first came out. And I was like, this looks dumb. Uh, But then I started watching it again because my daughter really likes it. So I decided I would watch and kind of see what she's all excited about so i'm watching that and it's not as dumb it's, it's not, not as, dumb. as dumb i don't know i'm also watching blockbuster which is oh, on Netflix. i just not
1: get into that i'm yeah i'm it's so disappointing because i was so excited about that because i worked at a blockbuster yeah and i, I worked was like, at oh,
0: hollywood you. video so we're enemies just <laughs> we're our enemies art yes
1: <laughs> me and meg
0: nothing in common zero overlap whatsoever even with this but yeah i mean the cast was really promising but it's just yeah i'm not vibing with it
1: i know me either i'm really really disappointed because i really really wanted to like that one and it just Mm -hmm. yeah it just doesn't yeah and you know it's weird because when i was coming up for the list for this i could not remember half the stuff i've watched and i couldn't remember it's so annoying and i was like okay i know i watched a bunch of stuff that i liked but apparently i didn't like it enough for it to stick in my head yeah. but you know with how crazy things are it doesn't surprise me so i'm just going to mention a, a, a couple of things um so dead to me is back i don't if i don't know if you've ever watched that show That's meg with um christina, christina Applegate. Applegate. i've seen a few
0: episodes but i i forget about it <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, the final season is on, and, you know, um, Christina Applegate, you know, she recently got the star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and she, of course, has – she came out and said she has MS. And they shot this, you know, they took a break. They were supposed to shoot this at some point, but she got her diagnosis And it was like well we should just take a break you should take a break and so Mm -hmm. she did and then came back and shot this and it's very interesting watching it knowing that that she um has ms while they're 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 filming this and i know that it was uh from what i've heard it was hard on her a little bit physically sometimes to do some of this stuff but it's a really good show it's a really good interesting female friendship show um and relationship show and it also has james marsden who I. Adore James Marsden. <laughs> I, I love watching him in anything. So that's fun too. Um, but that's that's a good TV show that's back on. And I'm just gonna shout out some stuff that is like totally like a couple of things that are totally mindless. I actually watch Love is Blind. See, that's the one thing Meg and I can overlap on.
0: That's, that's all we can talk about. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. Love is blind and Dean Winchester that's it that's all we have
1: that's all we have mick what is it
0: eight years of friendship boiled down to two topics (laughs) Uh,
1: um oh dean winchester could go on an episode of love is blind there you go that's a new 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 fanfic idea (laughs) um and, but I've also love I love baking shows. I, I love to bake. I hate cooking, but I love baking. I haven't baked in a long time, um, but I really love the show. I know. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking, Meg.
0: <laughs> I hate baking and I love cooking.
1: <laughs> See, another one. It's so funny, but that's very true. People that love to cook very seldom like to bake and vice versa. It's the weirdest thing. I know Jen, my podcast brain twin, we've talked about that because Jen loves to bake and she does not cook. She does not mm-hmm. like to cook. So it's yeah. like another thing. I, we it's the same
0: reason that. I'm not a big fan of math, but I really like stuff like English and history and things like that because generally with baking, there's not room for impro- improvisation. Improvisation. There we yeah. go. I make good words. Yeah. Um, and with cooking, it's very much about, for me at least, it's very much about how you're feeling and tasting it along the way and making tweaks and adjustments and nothing I make really ever is quite the same as it ever was because I mm-hmm. do that. And that's just not something that's allowed for in baking much like math, which there's only one
1: right answer. And I hate it.
0: Like I, there's nothing, there's not a lot of interpretation.
1: Yeah. Well, see, that's why I like baking because it is so precise. So it's, <laughs> it's just interesting. And, but I haven't done it in forever, but I, I used to just, I used to, except for this past uh when I was still still on vacation, I when I came back from being out of town, I did bake a bunch of chocolate chip cookies. But that's-
0: <laughs> I baked bread for the very first time last week. And Ooh. it was delicious. So Yum. that'll be about yeah. all I bake is bread. Is <laughs> three ingredient peasant bread.
1: That's it. <laughs> yeah. Well I used to bake like and it's easier than baking like real bread, but I used to bake like um zucchini loaves like every mm-hmm. Christmas. And I used to bake cupcakes for people over Christmas. Like that would be a little gift I would give lots of people. Um, but but because of that, I love the show Nailed It, even though that's all people that can't bake. But that show cracks me up. Mm-hmm. That show is so hilarious. It's so funny. And, you know, it's just like watching the judges and all the different relationships <laughs> they kind of have and their interactions is so funny. And Nicole Brown is so, she's such a great host and she's hysterical. And I love, what's his name? The French baker on there. Oh Jacques. 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 Yes. I love their interactions. And then I also love the Wes thing. <laughs> and she always, Wes, Wes, Wes! 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 Yeah. I just love all that. We of watched that, that with I, the kids. It's fantastic. Yeah, I think that show is so much fun. And then um, Friday, <laughs> My sister and I sat there and watched a whole entire season of holiday baking championship. <laughs> we're like, it's it, we were coming to the last episode. My sister's like, did we really seriously just sit here and watch this whole entire
0: thing? Amazing. I love those though. I like Me I like too. I like the nailed in ones a bit more than like the ones yeah. that they're actually like my husband's a big fan of the Great British bake-off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, no, give me the people who can't do it. I want to watch that. I want to feel seen. <laughs> I want to feel seen. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see myself on the big screen.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, but but I, I that was fun. And then more serious, but humor added in is of course um, John Oliver's show on HBO mm-hmm. Max is an amazing, important show. Yeah, right. And then also John Stewart has a new show on, on Apple TV, and he did an episode recently all about trans rights and mm-hmm. discrimination, all this stuff. It's an amazing, amazing episode that I encourage everybody to go watch if you have Apple TV It's just it's so good, but you can also I think you can still watch it on YouTube too for free. I believe I'm not positive. Don't quote me on that, but I know for a while it was. So I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if you still can. But it's a great episode, so I just recommend that one as well. It's important and um, it's great to watch John kind of just like attack these people. John
0: Stewart, he's fantastic. I I remember the other show I recently Mm -hmm. watched. um, What was it? (laughs) Ancient Apocalypse. I think my sister. Likes it's stuff. like this guy's a journalist. He's like mainstream archaeology hates me because I think that there was a really advanced, like civilization at the end of the last Stone Age, and it's just like, <laughs> it's you take it with a grain of salt. But I love like yeah. Expedition Unknown and stuff like that. I love Josh Gates. He's another person I would love to have a dinner with. Um, but this guy is just like. the whole thing is like everyone the only reason anyone thinks i'm wrong is because i'm questioning archaeology and the mainstream archaeology and i'm like is that really like i feel like any (laughs) discovery there was a discovery that there was an ancient technologically advanced civilization i think everyone would think that was really really cool (laughs) like yeah i feel like archaeologists are always like yeah let me dig up some more shit. but that's yes anyway
1: no it's it's true
0: it's interesting in that like he approaches it very seriously but it's also he's not a scientist he's not he's a journalist he's an investigative Mm -hmm. journalist so you have to kind of take it with a little bit of a grain of salt about how much credibility it actually is but it's still fun I don't know
1: things don't have to
0: be good to like them guys (laughs) It's
1: true. No, you know, I think it's important to always have those shows that are like kind of like you might consider them trash or Mm -hmm. like the shows that just are mindless. You don't have to have a lot of thinking while you're watching them. You don't have to really invest too much in them. I think it's important sometimes to have those that you're kind of, I don't know, it kind of gives your brain a break, I think. So,
0: yeah. Have you watched any of 1899?
1: No, but I've I've been hearing about it.
0: I I was just curious because I've heard really good things about it, but I have no idea what it's about.
1: I know. I don't either. I watched the preview and I was like, what?
0: (laughs) What? What is this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Um, Well, how about films? Have you been able to watch any, do you have any films? I
0: have watched films. I actually went to the movie theater and watched a movie on opening night. So I saw Black Panther. Yeah. Um, And it was, I mean, it was great. I'm not gonna say anything other than I enjoyed it. And um, I cried in the beginning and I cried in the end, but having very little to actually do with the content of the movie. I think it's just one of those things that knowing what happened with Chadwick Boseman, and, and how heartbreaking and devastating that loss was to the MCU and then just to the world <laughs> to mm-hmm. lose someone so gifted and at the very, not the very start of their career, but really just about to really take off was devastating. So it was pretty bittersweet watching that one. Um, I did also watch People We Hate at the Wedding
1: which is
0: on Amazon with um, Ben Platt and Kristen Bell and Alice Janney. And again, things don't have to be good to like them. I thought it was fun. It's like, it's, they're not good people. (laughs) And like, you would expect, maybe you would feel something a bit for like Kristen Bell, who's the main character arguably, but the whole time I'm like, God, you guys are just assholes. But I I liked it. I watched it. Um, I didn't change the channel, which is something I've started doing more and more of because I just there's only so much time and there's so much content. Um, I've also been watching Christmas movies because it's getting to be that time of year, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's on Netflix. I think it's like Falling for Christmas or something.
1: Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. With, with Lindsay Lohan. With Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I was really, really drunk when I watched it, but I remember having a great time watching it. <laughs> really really drunk i was having a great time with my mom and my sister it took us about two and a half hours to get through it because we kept pausing to talk about all the stuff going on in the movie but it's basically overboard i feel like but christmas because she doesn't have her memory Mm -hmm. and it's just the most ridiculous thing ever um and i haven't watched it yet but i'm really excited i want to watch enola holmes too i'm super pumped for it i just i just have not had a chance to watch anything really. I went to the movie theater and that like used up all of my <laughs> all of my all of my watching stuff and Disenchanted is just came out this weekend and I wanna watch that because I loved Enchanted so much. I don't care that I was an adult when that movie came out. I loved it. <laughs> Amy <laughs> Adams was just precious in it and James Marsden is in it. And yeah. Um so I watched that too. And that's all I got. That's it for me, Erin. How about you? Back to you in the studio. Back to you in the studio. I just cracked my um, jaw and it hurt.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, ouch. Uh, well, before I get into the horror movies, because I'm gonna focus on that a little bit because this is an amazing year for horror. It just it just is an incredible. This year is for your show. I guess <laughs> <laughs> this is my show, yeah. Um, I, I do wanna mention a, a couple of things. Well, first on the Christmas movie front. I was in Vegas for my birthday and I went to go see Magic Mike and the next day we were tired so we all we just hung out in the hotel room and watched <laughs> Christmas movies so we watched like it first started because it was like a, it was like TBS or something so we just watched that and said we're like we're not going to pay like 15 20 bucks right. for a movie so Especially we watched a
0: Christmas movie
1: <laughs> Yeah so we watched The Holiday and then um and then we watched it's. it's and then we watched um, Christmas Vacation, which is one of my all time favorite Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. And then right after that was a, was the horrible movie Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. Oh, yeah, that yeah. movie is so horrible. We were watching. We we're like, this is the this is the most homophobic, sexist. It's just everything. And I it and really I understand, hits all the early but, two thousand
0: buttons. Yes, it um, really does. It
1: really does. So AJ I understand it was the time. But it still was such a horrible movie. But the big thing I kept commenting on was, oh my gosh, Vince Vaughn is like, he's like seven, he's like six, five, but he's like so tall and little Reese Witherspoon. And it just, I don't know why it just, just kept cracking me up. <laughs> but, but so that was fun. And I, and I love Christmas movies. Yes, I do love horror, but I still love my Christmas movies. Have you seen
0: The Night Before with uh, Seth Rogen? I like I have. Joseph Gordon Levitt and um, Matt, uh, Anthony Mackey.
1: I feel like I have, it, but for some reason. It came
0: out, it came out a while ago, but it's pretty fun. I think it's on Prime. It's a fun one. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'll have to look at that. Yeah. Uh, but no, I have I I don't know if I have or haven't. I don't know. It's because it sounds so familiar, but I'll know when I start watching it. Um and then I saw in the movie theater yesterday, I saw. The Banshees of Innishire with um, Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson. And it's a Martin McDonough film. And it takes place in in Innishire in Ireland. It's in 1923. And it's just this small thing. it's about these two friends who were best friends. You've got Colin Farrell's character and then Brendan Gleeson's character. And Brendan Gleeson's character tells Colin Farrell he doesn't want to talk to him anymore. He doesn't want to be friends with him anymore. He doesn't like him anymore and tells him to leave him alone and then eventually says if you don't stop talking to me i'm going to start cutting off my fingers. Oh my god. Um, and he plays yeah, and he plays the fiddle. I mean that's i mean it's it's actually a very very um that that's such a small part of it but i just want to put that out there that does um take a, but it's much more of a character ten times. Story. He said then then you know, he just do it after 10. He doesn't say he would do anything else. He just says- He's nothing, really hoping
0: but. that threat would would be enough.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. And um, so I won't go too much into that, but I think there's a, into the finger cutting thing, because that is such a small part of it. But I think it's a lot about the backdrop that you don't really see much, except for every once in a while, you hear it from the main island, from the mainland, is there's a war going on at the same time. So to me, this is so much about men and- uh their battles and their inner conflicts and war and then also there's so much about relationship with animals and Colin Farrell's character is a very sensitive man who is thought of as really nice but dull and not very smart and so it's also about that and and his journey and um it's very sad but it's really well done and it's beautiful to look at it's absolutely beautiful i'm supposed to be going to ireland either next year or the year after that. And so it really made me want to go to Ireland. I love and, and the performance is all great. And Colin Farrell is an outstanding actor. I've always thought Colin Farrell was a great actor. Yes, he's absolutely gorgeous to look at, but he's also just a really good actor, especially in roles like this, where it requires him to be a little bit quieter. And even though he talks a lot and stuff, it's just a lot quieter role and a lot there's a lot of introspection and stuff in this. So mm-hmm. I will be championing, championing this performance until the end of the year. I know it's already getting buzz, but um, you know, and I think this is the first time that actually one of his performances that's getting buzz may actually, you know, may actually lead to something. So we'll see, but I will be championing it championing. I can't speak anyway.
0: It's okay. I, I can't speak either. So glad we both host podcasts.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Good thing they don't require you to speak. Um, (laughs) Like I said, this has been an amazing year for horror. So I'm just going to go over a few of them. And I know Meg's already seen all of these at least 10 times each. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, I'm going to just take a nap because I've already, I already know everything Um, about
1: Um, And I, of course, Fresh, which came out really way early in the year, is a great, great, great wonderful movie with sebastian stan i've already talked about that a lot so i won't talk about it too much um the movie x which i have not seen pearl yet which is the prequel but i haven't seen that one yet and then there's also going to be a sequel um coming out too but uh x is a really good it's very much a slasher type film also kind of reminds me of texas chainsaw massacre in a way um meg's taking notes she's taking notes it's like uh, and then of course barbarian which i've raved about so many so many times on here um i know other people have been watching it with the exception of one person who didn't like it and i'm not gonna name your name but you know who you are yeah <laughs> i would rather not watch any of them than watch
0: something that you really like and not like it like i'm totally fine with, like i just don't watch horror and then we leave it at that and you're like well you know, and you tell and you talk yeah. to me about the deeper meanings of horror. I'm like, I totally get it, and they're totally—that's all totally valid. Not gonna do it. Too scary.
1: <laughs> no, I totally get. I totally understand that. But to um, tell you, I don't like
0: something that you really like. Who are you, the brave soul, to cross Aaron?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> know spoilers, who you are when you listen spoilers, to this.
0: I don't even like Dean Winchester. I'm too scared to tell Aaron. No, I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> um but (laughs) but i loved barbarian of course um and of course i think uh, another one that came out earlier was black phone black phone is another really great one um i just watched smile earlier today i did not find it scary i know a lot of people have said it's really terrifying i was not really that scared but i thought it was a really interesting study and look at trauma and inherited trauma, because I think that's really what it's talking about, and the way we treat people with mental illness, too. So I thought it was an interesting look at that. Um, Sadly, I've not been able to see Nope yet either, which I know that's out now on Peacock. I just haven't gotten it in yet. Definitely want to watch it. I watched Bodies, Bodies, Bodies on the plane home from Los Angeles, and I thought it was entertaining. I do not think it's as fantastic as everybody else does. I'm sorry. It was fun but it just, I mean, and it's funny. It's a, it's a comedy, it's a horror comedy, but I was just kind of not like, I wasn't like blown away by it or anything, Mm -hmm. but it was an entertaining plane ride. (laughs) Um, And I will defend Halloween ends. I know most people hate Halloween ends. I liked Halloween ends. I thought it was a terrific way to wrap up that trilogy and that storyline. And remember if you don't like that timeline, there are so many different timelines in the Halloween it's to say, trust franchise me there are like
0: 800 different Halloween yes. movies yes
1: yes and there's there's actually different timelines mm-hmm. you can decide like pick your own adventure so if you don't like that one pick another one and that's fine um i thought it was a great interesting thing that they decided to do an interesting mm-hmm. direction they took it i appreciated it and everyone should know i'm i'm a humongous michael myers fan <laughs>
0: <laughs> <should know> that.
1: <laughs> I I have a question
0: for you. What are your thoughts about like the horror Christmas movies? Because I know I they love become more Christmas and more movies. of a thing of like Krampus and stuff. I don't know how
1: any of them. I but, loved Krampus,
0: but but I just wonder because I love the juxtaposition of such a happy. You know, I love um, it because this is something that I obviously watch a lot of. <laughs> um, theoretically, I like the juxtaposition of like i'm sitting here watching all my cheesy corny christmas movies but the idea that you go to these little picturesque towns and it's just nothing but a bloodbath theoretically is really really funny to me and that's kind of what i want not for me to watch but for everyone else is to have a hallmark movie that just in the middle of it just
1: yeah it's a no i i love them like like black christmas of course is the most famous and there's been quite a few Reiterations of black Mm -hmm. Christmas. Um, and that was the first one was in the seventies and that's, that could also be called, you know, that, that has one of the first final girls in there as well. And it was different kind of final girl because she wasn't like, she was very sexual and Mm -hmm. she wasn't punished for it necessarily. So. I, I liked that a lot. I do think um you know, I think the Silent Night Deadly, Deadly Night movies are okay. I'm not like the biggest fan of them. I know a lot of people are, but I would love more horror themed holiday Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Um I, but I do think I thought Krampus was a ton of fun. I really liked Krampus. That was a really good one um that came out not too long ago, but yeah, I'm all for more
0: We need more Thanksgiving Christmas themed horror
1: movies yes there is a really good one on Cut the turkey Hulu. and it's alive no that would yeah be well, no <laughs> there, be there is i think there, there actually is an amityville, there i haven't watched this of course but there's an amityville a new amityville movie that came out that is no uh, it's about thanksgiving and it's about a turkey or something i don't know am the amityville if you go and look at the amity turkeys revenge. revenge so ridiculous it's a cooked turkey walking on its little I have nope. to look it up because you have to watch you you could even watch the trailer meg it's just it's so ludicrous to me and it's just like it cracks me up because it's like the amityville amityville has had amityville in space amityville i mean amityville just does like all these different things isn't it they just a kind of kind house can't. it is but they've taken it out of the house so it's like they go
0: but then it's not Amityville anymore. I'm so know, confused. The whole shtick was that it was this ha- a haunted house, right?
1: Yes, so, Amityville Thanksgiving. It is called Amityville. Now Thanksgiving. it's like <laughs> a haunted submarine. Yes, they have a dollhouse. They have Amityville the dollhouse. They have one with a mirror. They have all this, okay. you know, they have a bunch of them where like you can, the evil like, escapes the house.
0: You can just make horror movies without franchising.
1: I I know. Like, it's it's, it's a so thing. silly. These
0: movies can be movies without amenity bill. Leave it in oh, the I house. I know. Oh, so I know. At least someone gets to live in that house now since the evil spirit <laughs> left it. Yes. Imagine that <laughs> on your Zillow. <laughs> on your Used Zillow. Used to be horror. Now, <laughs> fine. Now just fine.
1: Don't go in our boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. No yeah. more ghosts. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and on the horror front, I will also mention a couple of horror movies that are coming out just because we will be doing probably something for them because of someone who is in them. Um, but I also wanted to mention again, Terrifier 2, because once again, though, big caveat, this is a movie that, only extreme horror fans can take this movie. This movie is a lot. It is a lot. The blood and gore is out of this world. I think this would make Michael Myers blush. I just, the amount of gore in How this movie. How could you tell
0: under his mask?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it would make Freddy Krueger blush. How could
0: you um, tell he's all bloodied and pocked? <laughs> That's true. It would none make of, them, of them. None of them have actual normal feet, like faces. It, it would, would make, make Chucky hellraiser. Blush. Blush. Chucky's a doll. He doesn't have Yes, form. but you could still like I don't him still blush. <laughs> it would make Hellraiser. Yes, he hellraiser. he would take his nails out. he would be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, too much."
1: Yes, and that and hellraiser is a lot. So, uh but but I just want to point this one out again because it is still incredible that a movie made for $250,000 has made over 10 million dollars wow. at the box office. That is unheard of absolutely unheard of and i still love that this that they submitted this for academy award consideration because i just love the fact that some snobby academy award people who don't think horror is a legitimate gen- genre are gonna sit there and have to be subjected to this movie i'm sorry it just gives me great pleasure <laughs> <laughs> only because they're so they treat horror is such an important genre and to treat it like it is like it doesn't matter, or like it's less than, always mm-hmm. bothers me. And so I just like the fact that they're going to have to watch that, and and it it deserves nominations. It honestly does. the The actor who plays Art the Clown is incredible. The effects are amazing. All of that. Um, but a shout out to two upcoming horror movies that are going to be available on Shudder. One of them comes out, I believe, this Tuesday. Um, And that's Blood Relatives, which is a vampire road trip movie. So Meg might be able to watch this. Um, And it's like a father-daughter road trip movie where a daughter finds her father who's a vampire and they have this bonding and they go on a road trip. And um, I believe that's what it's. Yeah, a vampire's loner lifestyle is thrown into disarray when a teenager shows up claiming to be his daughter and she's got the fangs to prove it. So it's like, oh, you know, yes, yes, I know that's got, but it looks good. And it co-stars friend of the pod, Josh Rubin. Mm. So always do things for Josh, you know, everything. we We will always cover anything that he is involved in. He is a great supporter of this podcast, supporter of a lot of podcasts. He recently went on Twitter and put himself out there and said, any podcast I've never been on, please reach out to me. I'd love to be on your podcast. He scheduled, I think it was like 30 podcast episodes. He's gonna <laughs> do in December, but he's incredible. He's one of the good guys. So we will always support him. And then also he is co-starring, he's playing a serial killer in a movie called A Wounded Fawn. And I'm pointing this one out, too, because we are interviewing his co-star, Sarah Lind. So that episode will be dropping sometime next week. I'm interviewing her tomorrow, so I'm very excited and honored to be interviewing her as well. And that one comes out on December 1st on Shudder as well. So we will probably do some kind of special live stream only review or something like that or maybe a live tweet. But probably not because it's Twitter, who knows? (laughs) But we will do a live stream for both of those in some way, shape, or form because we will always be supporting Josh on this podcast.
0: Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in Bigger Than Ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series the best batman villain and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.
1: Okay, so this is this is the category that Meg always has more in than I can count. So Meg, give me all of your hundreds of music recommendations. Oh god, recommendations. No, I've been listening to Christmas <laughs> what music. You're into
0: whatever is popular on tiktok um i've been hearing a lot of that i tried to get taylor swift tickets um and i failed like it was it Scream was ticketmaster it awesome. was it was a massive shit show like i was 13th in the queue when i signed on and this was hours beforehand and then when it was time to go into the queue, suddenly there, had, there was a glitch on the website, and what do you know, I'm 2,000 plus. Um, but the Midnight's album is great, and I've been listening to that uh, when I'm not listening to Christmas music or Dungeons & Daddies. I also am going to talk about the theme music to Dungeons & Daddies. <laughs> they do great parodies! actually they do they have some really fantastic parodies they they just did one um of the black parade which is almost better than the original but much shorter (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean y'all know if you've listened to me on this at all you know i have like nothing nothing for music right now like it's christmas time though so that's what i'm listening to there you go. See, that's something. that's something that's something I'm listening to Christmas music. And like I said, whatever is on TikTok, I'm listening to 30 seconds of a lot of songs. <laughs> I don't know the names of any of them, but, they're but, listening but when they come on the radio, I'm like, oh, I know this part. Um, also <laughs> I will just say, I will always listen to Lizzo. She's fantastic. I really, mm-hmm. I'm going to, my family is coming into town for a major Thanksgiving this weekend and they're staying at my house and we always do karaoke. So I'm going to really have to do some research, research for some good karaoke. I bought new microphones. So it's pretty, <sighs> pretty big That's
1: deal. That's so awesome. <laughs> That's so awesome. When I come in, when I go visit Meg that one day in April, that works for me <laughs> What week in February. Um there are other days. I want to do karaoke because I love karaoke. I absolutely love karaoke. I'll even go out, out
0: and do me. karaoke with you. Like normally our karaoke with my family is just in my the bar
1: in my basement. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
0: care where. I just love
1: karaoke. I can't sing very well, but I love it. I just no think one it's fun.
0: can. It's okay. No,
1: you're not supposed to. So in we my get opinion, we get matter. drunk and yell. Uh, Well, I put this on here as an excuse. I've been warning everybody so that I can talk about Depeche Mode some more because covering that episode really, you know, my love of Depeche Mode has never gone away, but it reignited it and that's all I've been listening to and I'm really, really hoping that somehow I find a way to be able to go see Depeche Mode next year because they're touring again and I know they're going to add more dates. They don't have any in Colorado yet and i'm hoping they add some here or some place that i can go
0: i hope you have better luck than i do
1: i know thank you yeah and <laughs> i mean the the ticket prices are insane but i just really want to be able to see them live because like i said they it's it's an experience and dave gone is incredible and, and i and i really do not once again i want to stress i don't mean this as like a weird fetish thing or like a weird sexual thing but it really is like he's making love to the whole entire audience the way he does it's it's incredible i've never seen anyone be able to be on stage look at you you feel like he's looking directly at you Mm -hmm. and he's so in tune with the audience and he wants the audience to have the best time ever. And he just always seems like he's like, can you believe we're doing this? Can you believe we're out here doing this? Can you believe how amazing this is that we're living and breathing? And, and I think that even increased after he got sober. And so I think, you know, because he was a heroin addict, and he almost died quite a few times. And so I think that gave him a new appreciation. But you also see he gives everything. I mean, like he's said in an interview, he has to go back to a hotel room. And just sit there in complete silence and like stare at a wall for two hours afterwards because mm-hmm. he's so drained. But it's an incredible experience. So I want to see them again. So I'm just into Depeche Mode, into listening to them again, into falling in love with them even more. Um, and also a shout out again to the best version of the song Smile I have ever heard. Dave Gaunt did as part of his solo. He does solo stuff. The smile and your
0: heart is aching smile. Yes. yes. I love it's, that song. Oh my gosh.
1: It is the most beautiful version even better than what i just did slightly (laughs) better
0: (laughs) i think we were talking before i don't think i've been to a concert in at least 15 years Uh um and i have a hard time being like justifying the price especially because if i'm gonna go i usually i don't want to go by myself and my kids neither of my kids have ever been to a concert because covid and my lack of caring like my husband goes, he saw, he saw Red Hot Chili Peppers and, and he goes to concerts and stuff like that. But yeah, there's a few artists that I think like I would really, really love to see live. Not Depeche Mode. <laughs> um
1: they are great my my sister saw him she wasn't a big fan and she was like now i see why you're a fan of this band
0: no and it's nothing against them it's just the same thing there's only there, are like there are there are those artists that you hear put on such an amazing show and that's part of why i wanted to take my kids to see taylor swift because i hear she and you see her netflix special she puts on a a fantastic show um but not for two thousand dollars a pop (laughs)
1: No. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. The cost of seeing concerts now is really, it's really criminal. Yeah, it's two thousand dollars
0: for the ticket and then, like, $800 in
1: fees. (laughs) It's criminal. It's absolutely criminal. That should not be allowed. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely awful. But sadly, of course, that's the way it goes. But it's, yeah, it makes me mad. But, but I love, I mean, there are bands, though, that I've seen in concert, like, I said, "UB40, UB snoozing. UB40 was such a boring Mm -hmm. concert. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought Morphine was awful in concert. Um, I thought Aerosmith
0: was was pretty good. I've seen them a couple times. Really, Billy. I saw Billy Joel and Elton John in concert many
1: years ago, and that was
0: fantastic.
1: Yeah, I saw Billy Joel solo, so I can only imagine, and that was amazing. So I can only imagine what.
0: Oh, the dueling. Yeah, it it was fantastic.
1: Yeah, I—I I mean, I've said it before, um, and I know Carla's said it before. When and Carla's not like necessarily a big fan of his, but she agrees that Bruce Springsteen is. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for seeing Bruce Springsteen, Depeche would be my favorite. But Bruce Springsteen is literally a spiritual experience. It's, I—I, I, I, I it's amazing. It's incredible. It's like it's just mind blowing. I don't know how he does it, but he, it's like, he can just go and go and go and go and go and go. I, and yeah. it feels like you're having a spiritual experience.
0: I like, hear Garth Brooks is like that. I, I hear he puts really? on a really fantastic show. And there's another one. Like, I'm not even a big country fan. Like I used to yeah. be, there was a time where I was a big country fan, but I'm not so much anymore because it got too repetitive and weirdly got too poppy. Um But Garth Brooks is one that my husband, who does not like country at all, he was like that's another one I would I would go see because I hear he puts yeah. on a really good show. But I've heard that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, John
1: Mellencamp is really. Good. I've seen John him twice. Melloncamp. Yeah, he's good.
0: He's, he's real good. good. I so in Milwaukee, which is about an hour from me, there's Summerfest, which is like a massive music festival. And yeah. there was a time they don't do it anymore, but there was a time where if you get there early enough. You pay your general admission, which was twelve dollars, and you. What we would do is we get there at like nine in the morning, mm-hmm. pay our twelve dollar admission, and run to down the front. to the the big the big stadium or amphitheater, and you'd get a stamp for lawn seats for the headliners, which were always big shows. That's how I saw John Mellencamp twice. Um, but then there's so much music you could like we I saw a cheap track i saw I saw a bunch of of music there for twelve dollars and and it was amazing, and now it's like sixty dollars for lawn tickets there on top of your admission, and I'm just like, you know there's there's there are not very many people who I'm wanting to spend sixty dollars times four to stand in grass, yeah. <laughs>
1: No, it's, it's tr- it, that's why it's so sad because, I mean, there are great bands that I've seen for like next to nothing that were really right. great. And, I mean, I, I, I used to see Chris Isaac every time he came around because Chris Isaac is amazing mm-hmm. because Chris Isaac is like, he's very shy in person because he'll wait. He'll stay after all of his shows and sign autographs. You don't have to buy anything either. It can be whatever you want. And he's very sweet and nice, but he's very shy, but up on stage, he's not that way at all. Mm -hmm. And he tells stories. He walks through the audience. He pulls people up on stage. And he's like someone that was born to be up there. And I love that he stays after and talks with his fans. I think that's amazing. And he doesn't charge extra for that or anything. And I always tell the story of the first time I, I met him was I saw him at Red Rocks, which is the best place to see concerts here in Colorado. And we were in line, and they say, you know, like the handlers like, don't touch him, just don't touch him. And I get up there, and I put my hand on the table, and he placed his hand on top of mine. And mm-hmm. all I could think was what the handler said, so I yanked my hand away. <laughs> and to this day, I'm like, Aaron, Chris Isaac put his hand on top of yours. You don't yank your hand away. like told we not to touch, but he
0: touched you, so it was fine. Exactly. He exactly. touched. No, I have like, I'm thinking about the concerts I've been to, and I'm like, God, I have been a middle aged white woman my whole life, and like, I saw Jimmy. Buffett twice um that's not a bad he puts on a pretty good show too but you have to like jimmy buffett but no i remember like i saw third eye blind when i was 13 by myself for eight dollars or something like that and i have a 14 year old now and i don't know what my parents were thinking i do not wow (laughs) there is a zero percent chance i would drop my kid off to see third eye blind by yourself yeah by yourself that's like i had a friend there but still it was like anyway i can't believe how much we've talked about music
1: i know it's, it's like amazing me. i know it's incredible as i was i was lucky to see a band that not many people know but the cramps before um mm. lex lux Inter- Interior sadly passed away and they are a trip in concert and it was at a little tiny venue because they're not a huge band and they had a band that does a puppet show like beforehand open up for them but they they were incredible in concert too Mm. um very different i and i've mentioned violent femmes i've seen them numerous numerous times very good in concert too i have seen red hot chili peppers and right after i this instant after i saw them i stopped being fans of <laughs> chili peppers even though i thought they were good in concert it's the weirdest thing it happened to me to another with another band too and i can't remember now who it was so it, but i saw Red was cool so cool though <laughs> oh, oh oh uh nine inch nails was really good trent reznor was really good to, and i saw nine inch nails with jane's addiction and the, jane's addiction is incredible mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Perry Farrell is like, whew,
0: I never saw Nine Inch I saw System of a Down in concert yeah. with Slipknot and Rammstein. Um, oh, my gosh. And that was an intense show. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I was mainly there for System of a Down. Um, but, yeah, it's just, I'm trying to think. I was going to say something, and now I totally space on it.
1: Prince was amazing. I don't Prince know if Flight of
0: the Concords counts as a
1: concert. <laughs>
0: I yes. I saw them.
1: That's the, that's
0: the last quote unquote concert I went to. Really, I was eight months pregnant with my first daughter. So 14 years ago, <laughs> I saw them. And then after my kids are born, like UW Madison has a really well known, well renowned marching band. And I saw a marching band concert. Like they did a, a UW band concert and I saw that. That's what I've seen. I will not go to anything unless my husband like drags, drags you to it. I am that person where he has to make me go to something and because I don't ever want to leave my house. <laughs> I would rather everyone just come to me, but I love to travel. It's a very weird thing that happened. That, yeah. You know, I'm so contrad- I have All contradictions. You're but, just full
1: of, full of stuff.
0: but yeah. Once my husband takes me somewhere, I don't want to leave, and he hates it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, like that's I, your oh, birthday
0: episode where
1: I'm just talking. Weird <laughs> Weird Al was <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic was fun in concert. I I went, I went with yourself, a friend yeah. who she took her daughter. Do- that was her. She took her daughter to that, and that was I think that was the very first concert her daughter went to. And so that, I mean, that was interesting. That wasn't something, and I like Weird Al, but I probably would not have gone if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, I think the tickets were kind of cheap, but Mm -hmm. also the fact that it was an experience of being able to watch someone have their very first concert experience. Mm -hmm. So that was like a treat on top of it. But I normally wouldn't have been like, oh yeah, Weird Al, I'm going to go pay to go see Weird Al.
0: (laughs) What's your first concert?
1: Huey Lewis in the News. Nice. At Red Rocks. Yeah, yeah. It was (laughs) Yeah, that was, I was very blessed. And then my second one was Billy Joel. So it was like, I had like a Real amazing, nice. Yes. Yeah. What What was your first? I know you've mentioned it before. Voice to men. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I know it began with a B. I
0: think I was 10. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think I was around that age too when I saw yeah. Huey Lewis. My, I could be My wrong, cousin but.
0: took me and my sister. It was very exciting. <laughs> yeah. <But> yeah. 17 <laughs> year old took her 12 and 10 year old cousins.
1: To see boys to men. Hey, the first concert you see is it's something special. It stays with you. That's why I always have a love for Huey Lewis in the news because it was the very first concert I saw. So you know, yeah, that's the power of love. I'm telling you. Wow. We talked, I think we talked about music more than anything. That was so much more than I expected. Normally I'm like,
0: okay, when it comes to like the music stuff, I can just say something real quick and then all the other panelists will really fill it in and I can just quietly sit by and interject and interrupt like I always do. But this time there's no one else. It's just me.
1: Just like, I've got to do more. I got to put on a show. Damn it but i do want to say on a happy note i'm very very happy that um so far for this month right now our number one listened to episode is depeche mode and this makes me extremely happy and i also want to just point something out so i got these twitter notifications while i was on vacation responding to our depeche mode thing Mm -hmm. this person was like uh it's day. I had misspelled Dave Gon's name in like the hashtag. It had done Dave Graham or something. I don't know. I didn't catch it. And so this person, of course, had to point that out and made a big show of it and was like, It's Dave Gon and you cannot call yourself a true depeche mode fan if you ever <laughs> Like, it was an autocorrect. And if you listen to any of the episodes, obviously say it <laughs> right in the clips. Yes. I know, it was so funny. So, And so then they they did a couple other responses. Like, they said, Shout you know, out
0: to that Twitter user.
1: Yes, a shout out to you. Um, but they did say, you know, I too would drop my crutches and crawl on the floor for for Dave gone. Because I had talked about how sexy I, mean, I think. Can. The way he's yeah or dave dave gahan is how it's awesome people also say dave gahan or as carla used to say dave gayhan 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh but the but the way the uk you know the, the, mm-hmm. the english way must be dave gone but um but i think it's fine to pronounce it other ways because he doesn't seem to ever correct people although he's probably gotten a point that he's like i don't care anymore <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm just, happy to, I'm just happy to be here guys I'm just happy to be alive <laughs> to be breathing um <laughs> uh but and then they also quoted all the clips and said these two these two women are so horny for dave <laughs> but i am too so shout out to that twitter user shout that to that horn dog Twitter
0: to gatekeeping twitter user <laughs> yeah.
1: and remember we all make mistakes <laughs> we all make it We're all so humans.
0: Funny. Twitter doesn't have an edit
1: button. Yes, and pretty so, soon and I never won't it won't even exist anyway. And pretty soon it's gonna be gone. And we—those are the memories we will miss. So, <laughs> so, so. um But I did put on here mainly so that I could talk about a play I saw in Los Angeles. <laughs> 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 I put on your plays. <laughs>
0: To know that was why I knew exactly (laughs) why, because I was just like, okay, I haven't seen a play in other than my children's school plays in about four years because of COVID.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know this was the first one I'd seen in a long time too.
0: I saw Hamilton. I mean, that's I think that's the last thing I saw was Hamilton for the second time. Took my daughter, bought the tickets for my daughter, and she fell asleep in the second act both times. And she was like, "Mom, don't buy an eight o'clock show next time." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> <sighs> but do I have any plays that I like? I'll talk. I like obviously the plays that I was in because I was a theater major. All of them. Uh, <laughs> just kidding.
1: <laughs> this is Aaron's Aaron's was- favorite Meg things. <laughs> no i want to know though because you said all of them is there because i have a favorite play i was in Mm -hmm. do you have a favorite role even it doesn't even necessarily mean that the play was the best just do you have a favorite role that you did i have
0: i have two that i really really loved i was cecily in the importance of being earnest and that was really really fun i wore a corset for the longest time um like my waist was this big this was before i had children so it was tiny and then they shrunk it um i just i thought she was just such a fun character and so easily written off as being this flighty bimbo and there's a lot more to her than that Mm -hmm. um my other one that was my favorite was the not the last play that i was in um but i found out i was pregnant while i was doing this show and i was be i was adriana in a comedy of errors by william shakespeare and another pretty misunderstood character and it gave Mm -hmm. me like i i it gave me a better and new understanding of shakespeare like not because like i could read it and and you can read it and you understand what they're talking about and stuff like that but the act of trying to get other people who don't study theater yeah (laughs) like trying to portray the and and recite these lines in a way that feels not only real to you, but is conveyed to the audience who doesn't necessarily know what's going on without it is really, really interesting. And it's one of the things I really miss about doing theater because uh, I have not been able to get back into it because (laughs) I work at six in the morning and I have kids.
1: That's why we will have to do a, a radio play somehow. We're going to have to figure out how to do that on here because no, I really think that would be fun to do because I miss, I miss that as well. And so I just think that would be a fun little thing to do somehow. We will, we will figure that out. Somehow. Now tell
0: me about the show you saw.
1: Okay. Cause well, that's well, what we're here for. <laughs> I'll tell you about the show I saw. I will say um for my favorite because i used to do theater all the time too Mm -hmm. i used to help run a theater here in in colorado but my favorite was doing there's this play a christmas play actually that's called eight reindeer monologues and it's a very dark and twisted story it's not for kids it's about santa claus is on trial for doing something really bad to rudolph Um, and yeah and so there's monologues from all the other reindeer and i played dancer and it was it was just the most fun I've ever had with a role. It was a very interesting journey the character takes because mm-hmm. then the character ends up confessing that Santa Claus did something to them too. Um, and But we played it very much like I was in the 80s, like my character was in the 80s. And so I had to drink Tab every night because we all stayed on stage while the other – and I have never been so sick from a soda in my life. <laughs> So never, never, ever. I'm like, I will never, but I remember trying to find tab and we found like the one six pack or something. Like (laughs) I felt like Like, that
0: about chocolate truffles for (laughs) the longest time. I can't remember the name of the play, but it was like, it was basically talking about syphilis getting passed around in the 19th century. And I was the wife who was having an affair with someone who was sleeping with somebody else. It was basically like yeah. a chain reaction of scenes. And it was the most uncomfortable situation I think I've ever been in because I was, first off, my then boyfriend, now husband, was watching this and my grandparents and stuff were there. And I was mostly naked.
1: Oh, God. Tastefully
0: covered, but it was a three side yeah. surround.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like feeding, having truffles like fed mouth to mouth with somebody else during it, and I'm just like this, and the rehearsal of that because it had to be done like really quickly and really smoothly mm-hmm. was the most awkward thing, <laughs> in <the> entire. Life. <laughs> I bet. Like, sorry, hon. I, I'm just like, anyway. <laughs> um. Back
1: to your show. <laughs> Uh, But when I was in L.A. and well, first, you know what, before I talk about this play, I'm going to I'm going to give another shout out to Magic Mike, because what I did for my (laughs) birthday
0: play she went to see.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What a way there's a whole story that they tell with Magic Mike. So I went I went to Magic Mike first in Las Vegas and I got to tell you, go watch this Kristen Bell. Speaking of Kristen Bell, when she was filming the movie that meg was talking about they went and saw magic mike and she talks about that on on um what's her name and she she was the first winner of american idol
0: kelly clarkson
1: thank you on her show she's on there she talks about how it was a life-changing experience seeing magic mike i'm not going to say it was a life-changing experience (laughs) but it was incredible that's why my voice is still a little hoarse from that i did completely lose my voice um, from yelling and screaming, but it was so much fun. And it's not just like a strip show. There's actually stuff they talk about. It's so much about, uh, it's a lot about consent too. Like they give you a safe word that the dancers can use and you can use. Uh, it's interactive and there's women involved in it too. And just incredible dancers. These are just Really, really skilled and talented dancers, and they're telling a whole kind of story, and it's amazing. I recommend it for anyone. I, I can't wait. I want to go again. When it ended, I was like, I want to go right back and see this again. <laughs> it was so much fun. <laughs> and you know, the two people that I was, I was with, I was with Sasha, and then someone else who I'll, I'll, I'll leave them nameless for this because they wanted to be sort of nameless. But they both were like, "We wish we could have recorded you watching it because you were so you were having so much fun. and I was. It was just incredible. And I did get to touch one of the dancers' abs. He did come over and put my hand up his shirt, so <laughs> that was very, very nice. And lots of fist bumps. I was very happy when the the fist bump dancer liked my Instagram post about it. so that so now we're besties. so that. <laughs> And we had the best waiter he was really sweet too so it was just a it was a lot of fun and then totally on a totally different side of everything i went and saw in los angeles it just so happened i was going to be going to los angeles anyway and then it was announced that finn whitrock was going to be doing a play <laughs> and it just happened to coincide i'm like okay i have to go see this so i went with frequent panelist tiff to go see 222 a ghost story which is playing through december 8th i believe it is So when this drops, it's still there. If you're in L.A., I do recommend it. Um, And it's a thriller written by Danny Robbins. um, And it is uh, it's about Jenny and her husband, Sam. um, And Jenny is played by Constance Wu. And Sam is played by Finn Whitrock. um, And they've recently bought a large house. And each night at exactly 2.22 a.m., Jenny says she hears the sound of someone moving around the house, often via the baby monitor in her child's bedroom so then they host a dinner party and jenny invites uh lauren who is played by anna camp and um her new boyfriend ben played by adam rothenberg uh to stay until two yeah it's an amazing cast. they're all amazing so it's a great cast but invites them to to stay until 2 22 in the morning and they have a clock that counts down um to see that happen and it's all you know and, and sam doesn't believe in ghosts And so it's a lot of talking about that. And then there's a big twist at the end. And like they even say at the end, they have like a a thing up there saying, don't, don't tell anyone what happens. (laughs) Um, But it was so much fun to see life. I haven't seen a play in forever. And it was a really well done play. I think Tiff, Tiff kind of jumped a little bit at a couple of things that happened. I didn't find it scary, but it was, it was, but some people did, but it was just, fun and everybody was good and i and i loved being able to see uh finn went on stage because i had actually said that not too long ago because he that's sort of where he he started in theater you know his parents ran like a shakespeare theater company so Mm -hmm. it's like that's where he started so it was fun to see him up there um and it was just fun to be in the theater and during the intermission the guy sitting next to me we were talking about ghost stories and he was telling me a ghost story and and then and then the play was resuming so i didn't get to hear the end of it sadly (laughs) But it was really interesting. So I highly recommend that. Go see that. Go see our vice unofficial Miss Mas- Scott. Miss Scott. Mascot.
0: There you go. Miss Scott.
1: Mascot. Ms. Mr. Begotten Finn
0: Mascot.
1: <laughs> Mr. Finn Wintrock. Live on stage. I, if guess, you are I love theater.
0: Life. I can't. I, I would love to go back.
1: We have great theater here in, in
0: Madison yeah, where there, I live. There. But it's just like it's just yeah, COVID. COVID kind of broke my heart with that in a lot yeah. of ways.
1: Like that was the real. No. <laughs> well, I was. I had uh, my sister bought for my birthday in 2019. She had bought tickets for me to go see Book of Mormon in 2020, mm. and then it got canceled. Yeah, so that was really sad. Yeah,
0: I think I took my daughter to see. We were. I was gonna take her to see Wicked, but then the guy canceled because that was one of those things where I was a little worried about how old was she was old enough to see it but i remember taking her to see beauty and the beast and she just when she was like little we used to have mommy daughter days when she was about i think she was like seven or eight when i took her i think she was seven because she was eight when we took her to hamilton which she fell asleep oh (laughs) two hundred dollar nap it was great (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, that's funny. but yeah theater is theater it was really nice to see nice. to see a play i i missed that so yes but still wear your masks there people there were very few people wearing masks of yeah. course, sadly even though you know the theater that it was at called beforehand and left a message and said you know even though we don't require it we strongly encourage mm-hmm. you to be vaccinated and to wear a mask and you know so please but yes exactly i think that's what they're trying to say is they you know but anyway uh well so meg i do not have you, one you, you don't have <laughs> one tonight.
0: i don't i'm sorry
1: whoa i'm sorry whoa Wow! I know. Wow!
0: And, I'm, and on my birthday, and on month, your birthday month, I don't have one. I'm so sorry. I've been like, it's
1: okay. I have 40
0: people coming over. I have been stressed.
1: It's okay. <laughs> I, I, you know, a little secret about the six degrees of Finn Wittrock. I, I, I love this segment. It's never going away unless Finn disappoints us in some. Whoops, in some way, which I do not foresee this happening, but hey, um <laughs> so this is not going anywhere. But funny thing is, is I put this on here. I usually come up with my six degrees of fin like five minutes before we start recording. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those things like, oh yeah, I've got to come up with one. Well, I obviously um,
0: did a lot of prep today. Yes. <laughs> obviously. And it's <laughs> like this is real casual, real late back, And then so it's like, was what are no you pre- watching? <laughs> When are we going to
1: talk about books, Erin? <laughs> oh yeah, I usually put books on there, but I didn't this time. No, Sorry. There's no plays. I'd put plays <laughs> instead. So yeah, someday we will talk about that again. I apologize, but anyway, um, but it's my birthday month, so I decided not to put Yay, it on there. Birthday. It's all about me. Uh, but what I used was I I used. Well, I could have just said <laughs> Finn was in this play I saw. <laughs> Zero degrees. <laughs> none degrees, and we're done i was in the room with finn yeah are done look at that uh but i um christina applegate was in who's in dead to me was in the movie bad moms with mila kunis who was in luckiest girl alive that just came out this year with finn remember we did a live stream only discussion of that movie me and my podcast brain twin Jen. So head on over to our YouTube channel to watch that. It's filled with spoilers and lots of trigger warnings because holy moly, that movie needs a lot of trigger warnings. Anyway, I have no. (laughs) It's heavy. It it deals with a lot of heavy, heavy stuff. Uh, But thank you so much, Meg, for joining me on my fun birthday month. (laughs) (laughs) It's just Meg. It's um, just Meg. You know what? Let's do this another time. Uh, no, no. I had fun just talking with Meg. Uh, so, Meg, where can everybody find you, and most importantly, your amazing podcast, Bedwetter Behead, which I will be on there again sometime soon to someday, man. discuss. Um, I don't know what but something. George Clooney characters, that's think, right.
0: Yeah, I think we have you for George Clooney stuff. We're in the we're in a little bit of a hiatus doing for this month doing Bedwet Behead because it's it's November is a really busy month for for both of us, but really for me because birthdays everywhere. Um but for Bedwetter Behead, if you want to follow us we're on Instagram at pod. As long as Twitter is around, we are at Pod. Other blue social media is just search for bedwed behead. If you have any suggestions, you can always email us at bedwedbeheadpod at gmail.com. If there are three characters you want us to play with, we will do it. Play with, in
1: yes. Any way you want to play with them.
0: <laughs> we, be prepared to hear things you might not like about characters that you love because it's happened to everybody all the time that's the whole spiel of it um as far as me personally um you can find me on any social media with the exception of facebook because that's my real life um you can find me at wisconsinac on all other social media i think i joined hive or some i don't know I'm, I'm looking for. I'm looking. Hi. I'm looking for other social media in case Twitter runs away from me. Um, yeah, that's W I S C O N S E N N A C H, and that's me. Da. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. How about you, Erin? <laughs> where can we find? You know. Where can we find you in your podcast? If you're listening, I think you know. <laughs>
1: Well, for now you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at e April Beauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Um, you can also follow Fergie and me, I guess, on uh, TikTok at Schroeder and Fergs. That's S C H R O E D E R A N D F E R G S. Um and uh. We will, we are also, sorry, we also have a Discord channel now. It's a fandom thing Pod does. And we have like a separate, I'm still figuring Discord out. Okay, people. We have a separate, <laughs> a separate server for people that are friends of the pod or fandom thingers as we like to call it. And I will have a link hopefully in the show notes if I remember to put that in. A reminder to you when you're editing, Aaron. Uh, to put that link in there Uh, but be sure to like the show on facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on twitter for now at fandom thing pod no it's in that one on instagram at it's a fandom thing pod on tiktok at it's a fandom thing pod if you have any feedback show notes if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show i really am trying to fill out interviews for Next year, it can't be this year, uh, but next year, please feel free to reach out to us via our website, it's a com. Hit the contact us button. That'll shoot me an email, or you can email the show directly. It's a fandomthingpod at gmail.com. And next week, we are just all interviews. So we are going to have an interview um, that I actually recorded a while back, and it's finally dropping with uh, two directors that directed this documentary uh, called Cosplay Universe. So it's all about cosplayers. Um, It's a very good documentary. I highly recommend the documentary. And it was a very interesting interview. And then, like I said, we will have an interview with actress Sarah Lind, who is is starring in A Wounded Fawn with friend of the pod, Josh Rubin. And once again, that movie drops on Shudder on December 1st, which I'm planning on probably releasing the interview that date. And then finally, we have an interview with frequent panelist, Tanya Cook, who has a book coming out. So we're going to be talking about that. So I'm really excited about that one. And then um, keep an ear out for our special Twitter bonus episode. It will not be next week. It'll probably be the following week, hopefully. And then of course we have our best of episodes coming soon. We also have nineties music and movies coming soon. So we have a lot of exciting episodes for the rest of the year. And then we will have an announcement about a change to the podcast coming to your ears very soon. It's an exciting, good change. Don't worry. It's not going to be a big, huge change. It's just, I think everybody will appreciate it, especially me. (laughs) (laughs) And it is all about Aaron. Exactly, it's all about Aaron. That's what what the podcast can we call it from now on. It's all about it's an Aaron thing. (laughs) So, if your name's Aaron, you on the (laughs) butt. My name is not Megarin, (laughs) Megarin, Megarin, Megarin. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate.